Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me in Midlife Mastery. My name is Leah, and I am a Midlife Transition Specialist. I support recently divorced women in midlife to connect to their truth, recognize themselves again, and gain clarity on what they really want so they can create their next chapter with confidence and a sense of freedom, fulfillment, and satisfaction. Midlife can be complicated and confusing, leaving us filled with fear, self-doubt, and uncertainty. And together we are stronger, which is why I am going to bring some awareness of the cycle of change in hopes to support those who are feeling a little uneasy about some changes that they are going through. You know, most of us resist change because changing what currently is involves some degree of uncertainty. And most of us are not quite comfortable with the unknown, leaving us feeling paralyzed to move forward. Some people do love change and thrive on all that it brings into their lives. And some seek only to cope with and survive change. And others will do everything possible to avoid change. Now, while intellectually we understand that change is an inevitable part of life, when it comes knocking on our door, that intellectual knowledge and rationalization goes out the window. A great deal of resistance to change comes from perspective. And by understanding that there is a process to change, it can alter our perspective of it and equip us with the tools to navigate through it and manage our energy in the process. Butterflies to me are like an anchor to remind me of all the good that can come from change. And these four different cycles of change that we experience in all aspects of our life will empower you with what you need to move through change and feel free as a butterfly on the other end. So the first phase is called the shuffle phase. So I want you to imagine a deck of cards and you're shuffling those deck of cards. It's a period of detachment from what was not working or what's been completed. It's a timeout phase to emotionally heal and reflect, as well as research, network, and explore for new directions. This phase begins with the experience of overcoming, or at least with being able to deal with a loss, as it always takes an ending or a closure in order to find a new beginning. So those in this stage, they, they take stock of their lives, they evaluate their core values, their beliefs and feelings, and review what is really important in life and decide which way to turn. And at the end of this cycle, you end up having a plan and have chosen a new game to play with a new inner strength and energy and a new feeling of purpose and hope, ready to begin a new dream. Then we start dealing. We start dealing those cards. It's an action phase. This is the second phase. We deal the cards, extending our reach to others, establishing new expectations, and looking for clarity and support, letting people know what our desires and expectations are. We're taking the plan we have from that shuffle stage and we do more planning, research, trainings, and practice. A new direction has been found. So a lot of optimism and readiness to experience their next steps. 
At this phase, people are usually more confident than in any of the other stages and look at life as an opportunity that awaits them. And then we have phase three, which is play the game phase. And so here we've shuffled, we've dealt, and now we're playing the game. And it's mostly a positive time of the cycle when people seek implementation of the plan. And they have this feeling, uh, you know, of, of fulfillment and peace and purpose. And while usually the stage is associated with success, it can also be the setting for disappointments, setbacks, and new challenges triggering self-doubt and self-sabotage with thoughts of what do I do next? How can I find the time to do all this? Leading us to fear of failure and inadequacy. The level of action here is based on your level of energy, support, clarity of the goal and feasibility of the plan. And your level of excitement and energy may vary depending on outside results. And now this is the final phase, the toss-in phase. Um, you know, this can be a tough, a, a tough phase at the beginning, but so rewarding at the end. In this world, all things come to an end. And either way, people are rarely ready for the cycle to end and can feel a tremendous sense of loss and failure. Whether it's in, you know, the end of a job, a relationship, or any aspect of a goal or project, People in this part of the cycle are usually unhappy and unsure of the future. People in this part of the game will take little action on their own and resist change because of fear and possible lack of hope. It's possible to dwell in the toss-in phase because often people feel victimized and immobilized by situations beyond their control. And often people complain about feelings of pain and will remain this way until they're able to release the negativity. A lot of our thoughts are, are in a place of why me, I just can't deal with this. And feeling like you have no one to turn to, feeling very isolated and fearful of the unknown. At the end of the cycle, there can be a state of, state of hibernation or cocooning, which eventually does pass and it opens the door to a new life. So how can someone like me, a coach, support you? Well, here's the thing. Our perception in this moment is our reality. We can become a victim to our own thoughts, emotions, and perceptions, mentally looping on a problem, feeling helpless to find a solution, which keeps us living in the past where we are powerless to change anything. And just like energy is contagious, these thoughts are contagious. And these thoughts feed on each other and grow. And the intervention of coaching helps clients to become aware of and interrupt the thought patterns to come back to the present moment where we have new choices. So this is the end of the cycle of change presentation today. And I want to thank you for being here. And if in any way you need support, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at, you could email me at leahpersonalchapter.com or uh, you could check me out on my website. It's www.personalchapter.com. And there is a guest here. Thank you. I'm going to bring you up now.
Hello, Janice. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you Good. so much for inviting me up. Um, I have a question for you, and I've heard this a lot lately, and you are the expert, really, to ask. Um, and it's about the word ego or what that means in our personal and professional lives. In other words, I think ego is can protect us, and we should definitely l listen to our ego, but there are times when our ego kind of overrides what we want to do. In other words, fear creeps in. So I'm wondering if you have any suggestions as to how to kick fear in the ass. <laughs> Great question. Thank you. So, you know, when we are feeling powerless and helpless to make any changes, we are full of ego. It's all about me, me, and me. And it could show up in different ways. It could show up in the form of feeling powerless and not being able to move. So we disconnect from ourselves and from the world. And it could also show up as anger and frustration. So we're pointing the finger outwards. So it, a lot of, you know, black and white thinking, right and wrong. And that is when we're in our deepest uh, ego. And I think it's important to acknowledge that it's okay to disconnect and reflect and wallow a little bit, but we don't want to stay there. We want to be able to do that. And then we actually want to encourage some of that anger and frustration and use it consciously in a positive way to slingshot ourselves back into a higher perspective where we're seeing opportunity because we only see a limited view when we are in our deepest ego. And But if we look at anger and frustration as a way to consciously make a choice to help sort of light that fire to, to get us into uh, motion, then we're able to uh, open up those view, have more of a meta view of, of what options are available. So instead of saying, why me, or blaming others, it's, oh, what's the opportunity here? And this occurs when we become aware. So the key to any change is to become aware. And that's what I, the for, at the forefront, what I do with my clients is we, we become aware. And so we want to know what our gifts are, what our strengths are, but we also want to know what's getting in the way. Now, me specifically, I take my clients through a one-of-a-kind assessment where it uncovers how the the their thoughts and emotions and perceptions are working personally for them and what's getting in the way. So mm -hmm. I hope that answered your question. Yes, it does. And, you know, you brought up something because I know that um, you write for Bra Brains Magazine and I read one of your articles recently about mixed emotions. And I thought that, wow, that, that's so poignant because, you know, you mentioned something about a slingshot, which I think is an amazing analogy. 
um, you know, those perceptions, those fears that we have and to become aware of them to is almost like to acknowledge them, be aware of it and then move forward, which is so important. And I think too, I recently I was on your website and you mentioned something uh, about a fear cleanse. Yes. So I was just wondering if you could just, you know, share with me and obviously the listeners, um, what exactly is a fear cleanse? Okay. So I just want to circle back to, to the first thing you said. Um, you know, when, when you are, uh, when you're full of fear and judging right, wrong, uh, what happens is, is it really prevents you from seeing the bigger picture. So for example, when we think of anger and frustration, we vilify it and we think it's a bad thing, but if we're using it consciously, it can serve us. So we really want to build awareness of what all of our emotions are in order to use it constructively. So that's the first thing. And as the fear cleanse that I offer, which is a, a free download, by the way. Um, so it's, it's a ritual to recognize and release what's blocking our flow of optimal health, energy, and abundance. So um, you may have heard the, the word fear standing for false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. There's, there's many, uh, many, uh, definitions of it going around, I know, but what it is, it's, it's basically our perceptions based on our beliefs, which in many cases we're not even aware of. A lot of these beliefs come from learned experiences and beliefs that we adopted along the way from family, friends, teachers. And so they're hidden in our subconscious. And we just believe them to be true and even find evidence to prove it. And the, the truth is fear doesn't exist in the present moment. It's the anticipation of a negative outcome or an assumption that if, you know, that it, if it happened in the past, it'll happen again. And, you know, there's no truth in the future because it hasn't happened yet. And the more we focus on the fear, the more energy we're giving the fear, which results in us stopping to, to play full out and, and reaching our potential. So, you know, fear, it's not fear that actually holds us back. It's our belief that what we fear is bad. So, for example, if you fail to reach a goal and you deem that as failure, you believe that failure is bad and therefore fear failure. But if your belief is that no matter what the outcome is, you either win or learn, you're able to play full out and step into your potential. And so the best way to be fearless is, um, it, it, well, l actually, let me point out, being fearless is not the same thing as courage, which is taking action in spite of fear. Um, and so embracing the unknown um, and knowing that that fear doesn't exist in, in the present moment, you have nothing to lose. So therefore, you have nothing to fear. So the fear cleanse is 
a whole bunch of questions to to ponder and a, a really it's a, a release. It's a release and writing everything down, following the instructions in order to release it. And this is something that has to be done continuously. It's not like, oh, I'm done with all these fears because, you know, life happens. We're continuously, continuously being faced with uh, challenges or I like to call it opportunities because we, you know, any, any thing that, that comes our way is really an opportunity to gain more clarity on what we want and what we don't want. So that's why I don't look at it as challenges. Um, but yes, this fear cleanse is, is quite powerful in doing this brain dump and allowing us to release the fear. Wow. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I'll have what Leah's having. Thank you. <laughs> and of course. Thank you so much, Janice. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Oh, well, And thanks. I hope you join me next time for some more wisdom on Midlife Matters. That sounds wonderful. And I know I only have a few seconds left here, but... You know, I just want to thank you for your, your insight and gosh, I hear like, you know, the passion in your voice and your, your clients. Um, wow. They have an amazing coach. That's all I got to say. Thank you so much, Janice. I, I'm honored for you to be up here with me and sharing in the wisdom with midlife. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well.